What's up, everyone? My name is Patrick Jones, and I am the host of the Patrick Jones Baseball Podcast. In today's episode, we have Don Weatherwax. Don is someone who is highly regarded in the nutrition field. She works with a ton of baseball and softball players um, from 11 years old all the way up to, to major leaguers. So she has a ton of experience. She puts some great facts out in this episode and gives everyone, no matter who you are, what age or and what level you're at, some applicable tips that can help you right away. So whether you're someone who's trying to put on weight, whether you're someone who's trying to lose weight, she get, we get into all of that in this episode, and she does a great job of making it very, very simple. Um, but it, it's, it's very fascinating, and it's something that I think we, we take for granted at times of you know the hydration piece and the nutrition piece and what that actually can can do for us from an athletic standpoint, especially uh, for, as a, from a hitting or a pitching standpoint. So great content. Appreciate Don for for coming on the show. And um, if you want to get in contact with contact with her, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes. So you'll be able to go there, click any of the links for to her website or social media handles, and be able to get in contact with her. I'm not currently running any ads on the podcast, so if you wouldn't mind, please make sure to go to iTunes, and if you could just leave us a quick five-star rating and write a quick review, that would be very beneficial. It helps the show continue to grow. So again, not, not doing any ads. That's the only thing I ask right now. If you, if you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to go to iTunes, uh, you search Patrick Jones Baseball, click a five-star rating, then write a short review down there too. So that would be greatly appreciative. Here is now my episode on nutrition with Don Weatherwax. We now welcome on Don Weatherwax of Sports Nutrition to Go. Don, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So you, you know, obviously are in the nutrition space. I know you work with a lot of athletes, a lot of, you know, baseball players, even that, that I know, and, and you've done a really good job with them. Um, what would you say is like the most common uh, mistake that, that players make when it comes to nutrition? Well, I, the one I think is that a really good statistic out there is 75% of athletes under eat or not eating the right stuff at the right times and that is the big thing already right when you say what's the number one is 75 percent aren't even thinking about it they're not putting it into their training plan they're it's not part of their routine it's not even a thought process a lot of times and that's the biggest mistake is just being aware that it is as important if not even more to the foundation of their baseball success are there is there a certain amount of calories that you recommend players try to um, intake like during the season? Like right now, it's the summertime, and a lot of these guys are out there or girls are out there playing in in the hot weather, burning a ton of calories. Is there mm-hmm. is there a certain number? I know it's it's generic and it's based on the person and, and things like that, but I didn't know if there was like a, a general range that you you've uh, normally kind of recommend. Yeah. As far as a range, and just as you pointed out, Patrick, is that we are all different and at female and male gender wise, and then lean weight, how much lean weight do we have to just our genetics. But for females, for softball, it's roughly anywhere from usually 2,200 to 2,800. And then if now, if that female athlete who plays softball does soccer does other sports then you can hear that that would have to likely go up as far as baseball goes my male athletes and again we could have young ones on the the call or listening today or parents is that usually if they're you know under 100 pounds probably 2,000 to 2,500 is minimum but it can also go as high as 5,500 calories for those athletes that have uh, struggled putting on lean weight. So the range you can hear is vast, right? So females, again, really could range 22 to 2,800 with base softball only. 
But then um, for uh, baseball uh, only, it really can veer from 2,000 up to 5,500, depending on age and just genetics and what's going on with that. And when you say, you know, 22, 2,800, then up to 5,500 for, for the guys, I assume those aren't just the general calories. Like when I go get a blizzard at a Dairy Queen, right? Like, does that count towards those 5,500 calories? Well, <laughs> you put you put out a very good fat, fact, Patrick, because I always have a I have a freebie rule, okay. and I say one freebie a day or a couple of meals a week. And what is a freebie is something that's very high in sugar, so a bag of Skittles, and that would be a normal bag of Skittles, not the king size or a super size bag. Um, when you're talking a blizzard, a freebie would be the small, okay, okay. not the large, um, because you're talking probably a thousand calorie difference between that small and large blizzard, which actually sounds pretty yummy right now. Um, but uh, it does when you ask, I kind of veered from a freebie because I think a lot of kids, if they can understand what a freebie is, something that's really high in sugar or something that's really high in fat, especially anything fried is a freebie. Uh, wings, burgers, uh, Chick-fil-A, if you get the breaded sandwich, waffle fries, oh, and lemonade, well, that's sugar. And then your fried is roughly 50% fat and it's fried at a very high temperature. So it's really not a healthy fat anymore um is that it does make a difference on what you eat if you said well dawn you told me i can eat 5500 calories and this blizzard is 1500 calories so now i got 4000 more calories to go if you go about the nutrition piece like that you will not come close to maximizing your success because there's true nutrient timing on this if you get too much added sugar which i like to keep added sugar to less than 30 grams or less a day, not around activity though. So, but added sugar is not fruit. So fruit is a natural sugar. It's already in the produce. Um, it's not added. And so that's the difference in milk, like regular milk, when it says that sugar, they count the carbs, the lactose is what it's called, um, which is considered the carb component is in the milk already. You're not adding something to it. So that is not an added sugar. So we want to keep our added sugars to 30 grams or less a day. And then, um, but if you had a sports drink during your training or during your baseball game, because because of different factors, I'm not going to count those sugars at that time because it is around activity and then let's say we have chocolate milk for post-recovery. Well, chocolate milk is white milk with cocoa flavoring with added sugar added. And so that if we have chocolate milk not around post-recovery, then I'm going to tell you to add that in. But if you eat a lot of added sugar, the body doesn't know what to do with that. It doesn't have any vitamins or minerals in that. And on top of it, it loves to create a higher body fat and higher inflammation. And the same thing goes with saturated fat. Let me just see if I brought it with me. Sometimes I have it with me and some, oh, I do. Oh, you got lucky. This is saturated fat. And saturated fat looks like Crisco or lard at room temperature. But when it's heated, it's liquid. So for us in Cincinnati, we have a restaurant that's local called Skyline. And Skyline, they're cheese conies. It's a hot dog with cheese or cheese in this uh, chili sauce. But it's not Texas-style chili. It's, uh, it's chili. like uh, You yeah. know where I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just Google it. You'll figure it out right. for those who live in Cincinnati. But um, just to give you a heads up, one coney is 58% fat um, with the cheese off of it with the hot dog and the, the meat, the, the chili on it is 50% fat. And mm. it's not healthy fat for the majority of it. Yeah. And so think about that. Would you want me to put 50% of this on your plate? And you said, well, Don, that tastes awful good. 
I don't know if you would eat that if I just lard, put like half of your plate of that on there. But for some reason, in donuts and Ritz crackers and club crackers and wings and burgers and butter and mayo and all this great stuff, it is saturated fat and you want to keep it to 10% or less a day. Because when somebody just says, oh, you need to gain lean weight, just eat, that is by far wrong information. You don't just eat. I always tell people I've done this for 25 years and I would not, my practice would not be growing each year if I, if it was just about eating. Um, I, they wouldn't need me because that's pretty easy to do is just eat and eat three Dairy Queen blizzards a day and you're up to 4,500 calories and the conversation. So, so one, one freebie a week. Well, okay. One freebie a day. A one freebie a day. When it comes to okay. something small, right? Or one or two meals a week, or maybe a couple of freebies. And like, let's put that again. What is a freebie? So a freebie could be an ice cream cone, a small blizzard. It could be a can of soda. It could be, and it's not a 20 ounce soda. It's not a 60, you know, it's a standard 12 ounce size. That's one freebie, a, a cookie this big or a packet of Oreos. That's a freebie. Um, and if you, and then if, uh, as far as you like chips, so a bag of chips that is fried, that's a standard size, that's a freebie, but not the $4.99 bag is many freebies. That's okay. at least eight to 10 freebies. If you ate that whole bag of, uh, or, of, uh, uh, Cheetos or Doritos because those are very popular. So that's what a freebie is. And that, I think if, Literally, if people use that as a guide, they will, that is going to help them because what do people do? You know, what do they do? They eat what they want. We have become a society of convenience in the United States. If we have outside listeners, not very few people eat the way we do in the United States because we are uh, a way we, we actually we do have outside listeners. So, yes. Okay. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. So in the United States, uh, you know, we just have convenience foods, but you go somewhere else and you're not going to find as much convenience foods. You're going to find a lot more fresh markets and buying uh, fresh foods as you go. And it's just not as abundant. But I don't live in every part of the world. Right. And I'm sure in big cities they're going to still find a lot of convenience. But here in the United States, we just it's just a mess of convenience and not a lot of fresh foods. And so what's happened is we eat what we want. We don't eat what we need. And mm. so if I create that freebie rule, then guess what happens? Now you have to start eating other things. Right. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I was listening to someone the other day talk about, you know, elite athletes, and it's not necessarily, you know, what they do that makes them elite. It's, it's what they don't do. Right. So it's, you know, eating all this other crap, you know, that, you know, that type of a thing and the chips and the ice cream, it's, it's the stuff they don't do that makes them look the way they look physically. And so I think if you kind of just, you know, reshape that in your, in your mind, you can, it's easy to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to do all these things. It's just what I don't, I have to stop doing. Right. Cause I think everybody can do what you said, do this small freebie and, you know, you still get whatever that kick is that you you're still looking for, but it's just smaller. Right. And so I think over time, you know, that can, that's going to help you out. Even if you did exactly everything else, the same, that's mm-hmm. going to help you out. If you just, if you just take exactly what Don said right there and do those small freebie, just one a day, that would help mm-hmm. out. That would provide value. Even if we talked about nothing else, the rest of this podcast. Of course, because we look at what people do and they're looking for quick tips. That's achievable. And then you might go through your day and I challenge anybody who's listening. Hey, count how many freebies you had today, right? How many freebies meals do you have a week? Um, and, and start adding that up. And then you go, wow, I eat five to six freebies a day. Okay. Can you get it down to three or four? Can you get it down to two or three? Can I make a better choice next time when I'm traveling? Cause I get a lot of excuses for my baseball players. Well, it's difficult when I travel and I go, well, you know what? That's, that's just lack of planning mm. because nowadays, if you go to a Chick-fil-A, 
that's you of lack of choosing right because or even mcdonald's honestly or even mcdonald's yeah yeah, because you can get a grilled chicken sandwich, yep. and that's really healthy. You can get a grilled chicken wrap, and those don't taste bad. Um, and and even if you still get a fry, but they have apple slices for 50 cents. I, so to me, I'm like, you can get two grilled chicken sandwiches. You can get two to four packets of apples if you wanted to do that, and a yogurt. And I know those yogurts are still higher in sugar, but... It's just the concept, right? And then get a milk, or if you had to, get a Powerade if you just don't want to do water. And there you go. And those chicken sandwiches are two, 300 calories. So that's 600 plus some apple slices. Um, and then you throw in some other stuff on your own, you, you're actually doing pretty well. But, it's, but if you go to Cane's, I just go, what are you doing? You, if they have a Canes, they have a lot of other options. Right. There's, there's, some, there's some other chains around there. Yeah. Yeah. Canes is like a newer chain. So if you live like in a remote area, that's a newer chain. That means they have a McDonald's and they have a Wendy's and they have, uh, you can even get pizza. I'd rather you like order a thin crust light on the cheese pizza and they'll be happy to do light on the cheese and then if you really need a meat here's a cool tip just put canadian bacon because that's lean ham okay that's a lean meat and or chicken grilled chicken who doesn't like chicken parm so why wouldn't a lot of people don't always like the thought of barbecue chicken so they don't think about well i don't want the barbecue chicken pizza but you just say i would like grilled chicken on my cheese pizza and what about uh what about like ham and it. pineapple pizza love it because guess it. what it okay. is it's canadian Great. bacon with a fruit and then you get a thin crust and light on the cheese and that's a million times healthier than a lot of the options and it's substantial right and most pizza places again have salads with dressing like an Italian on oil-based dressing, and you can put that on the side. And that's very feasible as a team as well to get two to three pizzas, large pizzas, Canadian bacon with pineapple, Canadian bacon, grilled chicken, because they're going to like the grilled chicken because right. most people like grilled chicken with a marinara and cheese on it. And, and then you go, okay, and as liquids, it's water. It, in that time, maybe it's a sports drink just because if it's around and it's so hot outside, you don't always need those, but it's just all relevant on what's going on. And you pair it up with a salad or, you know, go. To, this is the other thing people forget about grocery stores. There's grocery stores. Go to the grocery store. You just buy a uh, boar's head, lean meat, buy some bread, put some cheese slices on that. Um, and then go get some bananas or strawberries, cut up a watermelon. Um, if you don't have a knife, you pretty much can just crack it on the thing. I, you know, I, you can be creative. I, excuses don't work with me anymore on the travel part. Yeah. Well, especially with um, like, as you've been saying, with all the resources out there and what people have access to and DoorDash and Uber Eats and everything <laughs> else out there. Well, i tell you what, though, I, I'm very uh, happy to hear. So ham and pineapple is my favorite pizza. And I've been having that oh. since I was eight years old. And I've always <laughs> told myself, you know, well, I'm getting this because it's healthy. And now I have you confirming that. So I feel much better about my life as of right now. Yeah. Now, if we could throw a couple of extra vegetables in. With ah, that, yeah. Good, right? <laughs> so you mentioned earlier about chocolate milk post-workout. <laughs> Is that mm -hmm. something post game that the that players should be doing too? Yeah, it's very fascinating with baseball because it's a different beast, right? It's different than soccer and lacrosse, and um, you really can eat during the game. And I I did a food first beat podcast with Nick Kinney with he's the head athletic trainer for the Kansas City Royals. And, you know, I'm so excited to hear that even at the major leagues, they're finally getting it, that they eat during a game. They have, the, you know, they just go right behind the door. They have, you know, they have a refrigerator and they can eat. Now, I know most little kids dugouts or most athletes don't have a refrigerator um, and it leads into a training room and a clubhouse. 
But with that being said, this is that mindset of uh, bring your own little cooler and or you have your bat bag so you can um, eat. With the chocolate milk question, though, is if you had a game and do you need chocolate milk post game? I could say yes, but to me, it's not as intense of a game that you need to to recover and repair at that time. Most of the time, if you're doing strength training or your workouts longer than two hours and it's intense, then you want 10 to 20 ounces of chocolate milk as an option. Why is that an option? Just so you know, because if you, uh, you want 10 to 20 grams of protein and, and you want 30 to 60 grams of carbs within that time frame. Um, now, if you weigh less than 100 pounds, I say go with half, right? Like 10 to 30. If you weigh over 100 pounds, 20 to 60, and that's 10 to 20 ounces of chocolate milk, just so you know that. That's how the math worked. Let's say I don't like chocolate milk, but I like white milk, well, then throw a large banana with that because the 20, the 10 to 20 has the protein, just not enough carbs, so you can throw a small or large banana, and that's going to give you the carbs. It does not matter if it's liquid or solid. And to break this down into more is your muscle uses carbs as as you're doing an activity, and it uses protein. Now, protein does not like to be used for this stuff, okay? Like hitting, grounding, it's not for that. There's just other things going on in the body that it's pulling it out. But the main fuel it's burning is fat and carbs. Well, we know baseball, you know, think of car your carbs as gas. Well, how much carbs do you think you need for baseball versus, or gas, versus how many carbs or gas do you need for soccer? You already know the answer. You need way more for soccer than baseball. So this is where, hey, if I have a game and I chose not to bring anything with me to eat during the game because I started at eight and now we had a double header or we had a rain delay and I didn't come prepared, then I'd say do a chocolate milk post because you really need it. But in that scenario, you should have had a sandwich um, where you can nibble on. You can have jerky. And, you know, if you're somebody who's like, well, my coach tells me not to eat in the dugout, I go, well, let's have a conversation with that coach and educate. Because here's the deal. Most people just don't want a mess. They don't want trash on the floor. And they, if it smells like really good, then everybody's like, oh, my gosh, that smells so good and you're not sharing it with me that's not fair but if you have just a regular sandwich and an apple or regular sandwich and a and a banana or let's go with a protein bar and some trail mix with some nuts and and dried fruit i don't really think they're going to be saying anything to you but this is just us getting out of the mindset of not being prepared so it the should be mandatory, milk. mandatory that you are bringing something with you to, to eat or snack on during the game. I say it's mandatory because we don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes you, you mean like how long eat. the game is? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, because what you're going to learn about me, it's really hard for me to be like, yes, because sometimes you don't because yeah. that game's lasting an hour, 90 minutes. And let's say you had a really good breakfast at eight and then your game goes from nine to 1030. Do you really need a snack? Maybe not um, there, but guess what? You could do an applesauce, maybe something light, but some of you need 5,000 calories. So heck yeah, you need something there because you need to fuel because you need 5,000 calories a day. Right. And I would um, say most of the athletes who are going to be listening to this and the parents, they, mm -hmm. they do need to put on weight more than anything yeah. else. So I think, right? yeah. So, yeah. So then you have to optimize that time and you can't just kill the calories later because your body can't absorb with that. They can't digest all of that. You're not going to magically maximize muscle. Um, it's just a mess. It's a hot mess. And here's the thing too. Food is fuel and affects your brain. Hydration affects your brain. Um, 
if you're 1% dehydrated, your performance declines up to 12%. 66% of athletes show up dehydrated. And here's a really big kicker for baseball. It's important for every sport. But if you're 1% dehydrated, your ability to track an object decreases by 10%. Think about that. 1% dehydration leads to a 10% decrease in tracking an object. Well, that's the whole point of baseball is tracking that object. And then 95% of your first movement is controlled by eyesight. So are you going to swing? Are you not going to swing? Can we need, you we need to put that on a t-shirt. We, we got to put that on a t-shirt and start selling that. That's the most valuable thing that if that anybody could take from this episode, what you just said right there. I mean, yeah. because on, what are we talking about? This game is so mental. If you can't yeah. focus and lock in and your yeah. eyesight's affected and everything, I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. And I even know somebody who does brain health and she, they have MRIs of brains that are dehydrated. Like dehydration affects your brain. I got to get one of those pictures, but she's like, yeah, it, you get a picture and they've shown it that hydration affects your brain. So it's not even your muscles, um, your, you know, and your eyes are in your brain. So it kind of makes sense there too, if we just want to make some common sense out of that. And I would say for baseball, 100%, that's the number one rule, right? Um, is you have to go into it hydrated and then you have to stay hydrated um, because that is 66 per show, show up. 1%. Now here's another good fact. You're not thirsty until you're two to 4% dehydrated. So once you're thirsty, you're it's in too late. It's too late because I don't know about you, but unless you're a major leaguer and you got some doc in the back room that can stick an IV in your arm, um, you aren't making millions of dollars to get that done. Um, and yeah, they're not going to IV you in the dugout at age 10 or 12 or 16, unless you have heat exhaustion. And then you might have a physician on board that happens to have IVs in their, in their car. So. Yeah. And I probably, probably at that point, you're probably out of the game. <laughs> probably not doing so great. Right. Like they're dunking right. you in a side tank. Um, that's the athletic trainer in me. Yet they're zipping you to the hospital. So it's the small so should things. They be that matter, what, what, like a gallon a day. How much would you no. say? No. Okay. So here's another good tip for your listeners. Okay. So here's the guy, a minimum of half of your weight in fluid ounces a day, plus 10 to 20 ounces per activity minimally. Okay. I'm going to repeat this again. And I better just put this disclosure out. Right. This is an educational podcast. This is not medical. So somebody out there, which there could be, has some kidney issues. This is not going to be the right information. Don't blame for Don. healthy individuals, <laughs> this is how my brain thinks. I'm like, well, we got to put this disclosure out. Well, you have, have to, to, yeah. weight in fluid ounces a day plus uh, 10 to 20 ounces per activity. So think per game. Uh, now, there's some flaws in this because some of you might sweat way more than that than that 10 to 20 ounces per game but i need you to just start doing the math let's do it right now if you weigh 180 pounds half of that is 90 fluid ounces plus a game is 20 so that's 110 fluid ounces minimally now if your answer is dawn yes i do that then i might go okay well now we need to take it to another level but here's the deal. 66% of you minimally don't even do that. So you have to get there first before we start to fine tune the information. And what counts as fluid? Does it have to be just water? No, it doesn't have to be just water. It can be infused waters. It can be unsweetened iced teas. It could be milks. It could be nut milks. It could be protein shakes if it's just protein powder and nothing else. Um, and what I mean by that is just other things in the protein outside of carbs, fats, and um, protein. Um, it could be smoothies. I'll count 100% smoothies that you make on your own. I'm not going to condone a lot of smoothie places because a lot of them are a lot of just added sugar. 
Um, so you're getting my gist there that even sports drinks stirring, I'll count some juice, I'll count. Um, so now when you start adding all of that in, you might be closer. It does not have to be just plain water. Okay. So half of our weight in fluid ounces a day, plus 10 ounces per kids under a hundred pounds, 20 ounces per activity, uh, if you're over a hundred pounds. And again, it's my thing there. A lot of people just say half of your weight, but they're missing the boat on that. It's that's just to function. And honestly, it's supposed to be 67% of your weight in fluid ounces a day. And I don't know about you, but 67 starts to go like this. 50 is like, Oh, I can calculate that. So um, if you're not hitting those marks, you're not close to being hydrated enough. Don, can you talk a little bit about uh, breakfast? And, you know, A, obviously, I think everybody knows how important it is, but what are some 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 simple ways that, that athletes can, can get the day started on a good note? I hear a lot of times, well, I'm not hungry. I get up too late. You know, I'm in a rush and all these other things. I mean, what's a good breakfast for, for a, a baseball or softball player? Sure. Well, some some more fun facts to start is 33% of athletes skip breakfast. And if you skip breakfast, the stats say that you your performance will decline up to 5% in the afternoon if you skip breakfast. So for those 33% that skip breakfast and you have something in the afternoon, you're increasing your odds of performance to decline up to 5%. Wow. Two is if you're skipping breakfast, then you're likely not eating enough because you're skipping a whole opportunity. Uh, Three is if you're not hungry, I would challenge you, you might be the person eating a lot of calories before you go to bed because we want to eat two-thirds of our calories by the time two-thirds our day is over, not two-thirds of our calorie at the end of the day. And again, what is food? Food is a calorie. Calorie is heat and heat is energy. So why in the world are we giving our body energy before we go to bed? Um, Yes, I believe in snacking before bed if it's a good one and you need the calories, but you can't eat all two thirds of your calories after the fact, especially at night for many reasons, but that's a big one. And um, if you're not hungry, And it's not that because what I'm saying is if you eat a lot, then a lot of times, why would you wake up hungry? Because you ate a lot of your calories at night and your body is still working off of those. Uh, Is if you have a finicky stomach, I still would like something small. So if you have something like a finicky stomach, go start with something simple. You could start fruit is always a, a best friend. Bananas, grapes apples, oranges, pears, I mean, watermelon right now, uh, depending on the season and where you're at, uh, if you have a lot of fresh fruit available, then that works unbelievably well. It could be just simple toast. It could be dry toast. It could be uh, half of a bagel, a bagel. You could put a little bit of like Land O'Lakes, olive oil, sea salt, butter on it. Um, You could put some, um, like some uh, peanut butter or almond butter, preferably natural or organic. Don't like extra stuff added. I just like it to be the nut with the salt. Um, and that's going to help too, because you, you don't have to gob it, but just a little bit of a layer. Avocado is very popular. And those, uh, an applesauce, those are easy ones to kind of digest if you have a finicky stomach. But for others, you could have an egg sandwich and you can make egg sandwiches the week before as long as you wrap them up tightly. Or another trick is um, you just take a whole bunch of eggs, mix them up and just get a sheet pan and then you you know spray the pan real well and put it in the oven. And now you got a sheet pan. Now you just cut it up in squares, make your sandwiches, and then you can freeze them or put them in the refrigerator for the week and you could do something like that. And that's really easy to do. Or you walk out the door, the peanut butter um, and jelly or peanut butter, banana, honey, or it could be on a tortilla. Again, you can make that stuff the night before, um, especially on a tortilla because it doesn't get mushy and, or add the jelly or honey the morning of whatever. And you add a banana and a big glass of milk or soy milk or uh, to get your protein and out the door you go. And I just say, reuse some water bottles and, um, you know, fill them up with milk, make all your sandwiches or whatever. And then, hey, just go out the door and, and go with it. And that's pretty easy as well. So those are things that you can do or a breakfast burrito that's frozen, that's pre-made, um, evolve and some other healthy breakfast burritos. 
you know, you can run down the stairs or go into the kitchen and throw it in the microwave for two minutes and while you're grabbing your bat bag or your shoes or brushing your teeth and run out the door with it. Um, breakfast doesn't have to stop at the door. The other another trick is a smoothie. Um, if you're really struggling because you can make a five to a thousand calorie smoothie and how you do that is how much fat you're adding like chia, uh, uh, nut butters. If you can't do nuts or peanuts, you can do sunflower seeds. You guys, you don't even have to put it in the nut butter form. You can just put it in its whole form and put it in the Ninja or the Vitamix. It actually still will be fine. And then take it with you. And I don't care if it takes you three hours from six to nine or seven to 10 to drink that whole smoothie. Well, guess what? Now we're hydrating. Now we're getting our protein because um, we'll put yogurt or milk or soy milk or protein powder in that. And, and then you're sipping on it and it's pureed. So it tends to work well for needing high calories. It tends to work well on the go. It tends to work well um, if you have a finicky stomach. So you can make many needs with that, with that tip. So if you, if you work with Dawn, there's going to be no excuses for not getting better. <laughs> I, I still meet you where you're at, but I just kind of go, you just have to keep working on goals to get you rethinking how you do things and to set a rhythm. And once you start setting a new rhythm, then it becomes easier and easier. But we tend to eat the same 30 foods over again and again. And a lot of people struggle with veering from those 30 foods or those habits. One of the things that I, I'll tell players is, you know, it goes, being able to hit the ball harder is such an important task, right? In, in hitting, to be able to, you're going to be able to catch up to velocity. You're going to be able to oh. drive in runs, all these things, right? And so it's putting, it's force. And that's, that's mass times acceleration. That, that's force. And so we, you know, you can accelerate all you want to, but if you don't have any mass or anything behind it, it's not going to go that, that far, right? Mm -hmm. And so being able to just, you know, take care of your body. And one of the things that really didn't surprise me, but I did notice when I was in professional baseball is the best players ate so well. I mean, they took nutrition so seriously. And I'm talking these, some of these guys were just, you know, young, I mean, 20, 21, 22, but they were, they were all the best players. They took mm -hmm. it so seriously. And, uh, you know, again, not to say that, you know, the other guys didn't, but it was just, you know, they go out to eat and it would be, they would just do kind of what you said. It'd be smart. They wouldn't go overboard mm -hmm. with anything. And it was just consistent day in and day out. And yep. I, I, I just wanted to say that because I want younger players. I think sometimes they just assume that guys in the big leagues or, you know, women's, you know, college softball, that they're just automatically that good but they, but it's about what they don't do. Like we said before, that makes them, you know, part of that equation of, of being that good. Yeah. And to, to add on what you just said, right. Is you're, you worked really hard to go to that level and only 1% or less get to go to that level. And the competition is vast and you're competing. There's a lot of great, great baseball and softball players that didn't get to the level that they probably could have because of many factors, right? Um, you have to compete against that. And you have to understand if you want a competitive edge, I try to tell people why I have a job and why I love working with athletes. I work between ages six to 18. I work with adults. I work with pro athletes, but this is, it's now, if you understand now you, this is an unbelievable competitive edge because you're going through puberty and this is the time you are want to maximize every year you got. So for instance, I had a female, now she was a swimmer, 12. She was tired. She was only eating 1800 calories a day. Now, mind you, she was only five foot and 96 pounds. Um, but she wasn't eating the, the protein the way it should at the right times for her. She wasn't eating enough. And then there was, she was eating just a lot of white stuff and not a lot of good quality. 80% of the time when we changed it, great energy. Fast forward nine months down the road. For nine months in a row, she had best uh, times, personal best. 
in at least one event, nine months in a row. But what's a kicker is in that nine months, her body put on 10 pounds of lean weight and lost 10 pounds of fat. And I kid you not, the only thing that changed was nutrition. Now that is crazy because that is a cardio-based sport. And, and she's 12. And she grew one and a half inches. So that isn't even equate for the leanness that she got. And that's how it works for you. And so imagine where you are at age 13, where you are at age 14, 15, 16. I literally, when I work with people, I go, I a lot of times can map out a division one baseball player. I can map out a body of a major league baseball player. Here's the thing. If you have an athlete that's 11 or 12, and here's an instance of another athlete that I work with, um, he's 11. Okay. So you're like, what? 11? Well, here's the thing. They heard me speak. And I said, okay, what positions do you play? Now your average first baseman, average first baseman in the major leagues has 191 pounds of lean weight. Not total weight, not total weight, lean weight. This child was weighing 80 pounds at age 11. Okay, well, okay, we're not going to, you know, some people get drafted early, but, you know, you still have to work the system. Very few people in baseball get drafted and it's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm playing for the, I'm not, I'm not playing for 1A, AA, AAA. Very few go right to the top and get drafted. It's like, no, we're going to build you up and then we're going to, you pray you make it. Um, so let's do the math on this, right? Okay, he weighs 80 pounds. And he also plays first base and he pitches. Okay, I'm telling you, you need to weigh 110 pounds more just to have 191 pounds of total weight. Are you going to gain that much weight now? How are you going to do the math? And I and then the light bulbs start to go off because I go, you're not going to magically conquer that at age 16. It will not happen. So those athletes that are underweight, you have to really be thinking about this now because it does work because I said, we set a goal from October to April to put on, uh, we said a pound to two pounds a month. That's it at age 11. And he got, he's now 91 pounds and, and he did it. And he actually grew two inches because eating enough of the right things helps you grow, especially if you're chronically underweight because the body can't grow if you're undernourished. I don't care what people say, I see it too much. So now we're starting to fill in the gaps, right? But if you don't understand this concept, you're not gonna get there. Now, let's say you're an athlete that carries extra body fat. You still have to know what your lean weight is because the average male in puberty, okay, can only put on a half to one pound of lean weight a week if they do the nutrition, training, and recovery properly. Now, I'm going to count recovery as 80% sleep. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of recovery, okay? I mean, major leagues, man, you, you got it all. But, but at my, what's just 80% is sleep. Enough sleep, 9 to 11 hours. Um, Whoa, 9 to 11? Yeah, yeah. They're kids growing. They're, wow. they're not just training, they're growing. They're, they're in an anabolic state until 22 to 24. For boys, almost 18. For females and bone, for both male and female are still going until age 24, 25 to 30. So that's one of the lingering things that goes on um, past all the other stuff. So, you know, think about the math. If I was working with you and you weighed 160 and you're 16, and I know you played first base, I go, you weigh 160. And I know you need to be, you want to play major league. I go, well, the average major leaguer has 191 pounds of lean weight. So we need to gain roughly the average is 15 to 20 pounds of lean weight a year. Can some do more than that? Yes, but it is harder than crud. It is hard. It is hard work. Once in a blue moon, you get somebody who's an outlier. But people who say, oh, I can gain 20 pounds in a month. I go, well, let's, unless you grew an inch or three inches, because it's roughly six pounds per inch, um, you're likely putting on body fat. And I'm not, that's not going to help velo. That's not going to help foot speed. You're just going to be slower and fatter. 
And so that's not going to help me make you a better athlete. And so that's why when I tell people, I'm like, mm, no, you can't outrun me. You can't outtime me 99% of the time. Once in a blue moon, you have an outlier. If, and I've had a couple and they blow my mind, like blow my mind away. But I've only seen it with coming off an ACL rehab, not lifting, 17 years old and ate like pure crap. And they literally like, okay, Don, I'll do what you said. And this kid did that. He just goes, okay, you told me what to do. And you did my menu and I'm working with you. So I'm just going to do it. Uh, most people need some time to just flip a switch. Nope. He just went with it. And the child put on like 50 pounds, 40 pounds of lean weight in three months. I go, that's not supposed to happen. But I think it was just all the conditions were in the right place for that to happen. But I want your listeners to understand if you're 16 and you go, I play first base and I need to have, I go, well, then guess what, kiddo? You're a sophomore. All right. And we're going to put on 15 to 20. So that puts you at 180. And sometimes I don't even go higher in weight. I just go, we need to lose some fat and gain muscle. So we might gain 10 pounds of uh, weight on the scale, but we're putting on 20. So we're losing 10 pounds of fat but we're gaining 20 pounds of muscle because that's what it tells us. Because you know what? Those coaches want you to see how you can hit muscles going to help you hit. I can't play for you and I can't be your sports psychologist. And that's where you come in. Like I, I can't do all of that, but nutritionally making you slower and having more body fat is not going to help you. But just because you're not a certain weight, doesn't mean you're not more powerful and quicker. So they want to see quickness and athleticism because they can train that. Um, so then you're like, well, okay, so let's just do the 160. Then we're 175 by your junior year, by your senior year, right? You're, you're at, uh, 190. Okay. Well, I don't know how much of that. We're going to just say weight total of 190. Okay. You're closer to that major league status. You're going to have to still go another year. So this is why people don't understand like, well, it's going to happen. I'm like, no, it's not going to just happen. If you show up for batting practice. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen just because you eat cheeseburgers. Um, good luck with that. How, how should players um, go about actually getting tested for that? Because, you know, everyone has a scale, right? But yeah. not everyone knows exactly, you know, what, what, some of the things that you're talking about in terms of, you know, 191 pounds for the average first baseman, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I'm so sorry, I'm multitasking on your podcast. Um is that I actually do body composition and I use a bod pod. So at my office, it's an egg shaped like chamber that measures body composition. It's very accurate. Uh, the reds use an in body. It's pretty accurate, but sometimes my bigger guys, um, I had one reds player who actually came to see me because he was great at hydrating. He knows hydration, right? Eyesight, eyesight building muscle recovery. It's not, it's, there's many, and he's got that down. There's ways to measure that. And uh, he's like, they tell me I'm at 15 or I'm at 9%, but I know I'm not at nine. He's very in tune to his body. So um, when he came to see me, he was at 15. So sometimes the end body can fluctuate a little bit and sometimes it's right on, but uh, there are other means to test that. Now, if I'm working with somebody long distance, I see if there's something close by, but we also can do measurements. So there's measurements that you can do online, like nine to 12 sites. And at least it gives us an idea. And what you need to do is not just focus on percent body fat. You need to focus on lean, how much lean weight that really is. And then on my side of the fence, it's not just about eating and eating well and eating the right mix at the right times, 80 to 90% of the time. Did you hear me? I didn't say 100%, 80 to 90% of the time. Now we have a roadmap on how we can work together to help get you there, right? Now, I don't strength train you, but that means you have to focus on that too, along with hitting and stuff, because how are you going to hit further? Well, you got to have more lean, like you said, more mass, force times acceleration, right? Uh, and so now we have a better idea how you have a game plan to get to that mass. And now you've created an opportunity for yourself, a fighting chance of maximizing that. So um, uh, that's where I come in as well, is it's not just about eating, but uh, it's about... Um, 
it's about like having a game plan or a roadmap on how to achieve that leanness. So how much fat do you might need to lose? How much muscle do you need to gain? And, um, and then, and then we can set goals each year. And some kids are there sooner than others. Like there's a kid in Iowa where his lean weight at such a young age was very high. And I go, well, that's why you're where you're at. That's why you're looked at at such a young age. Obviously he had to train, obviously has to hit the ball. Obviously you have to throw the ball. Um, Just because you have a lot of lean doesn't mean you're great at a baseball. You might not be great at anything (laughs) except having great amount of lean weight but that's why these athletes are so phenomenal sometimes if they have that amount of lean weight and they didn't have to work that hard for it but um yeah no that's all i mean i i I 100 agree with what you're saying and um i think honestly the the content that you've provided in this episode has been uh outstanding i think there's going to be so Mm -hmm. many people who are, are going to be able to just make improvement right away just from some of the things that you've you've talked about and explained and if someone mm-hmm. does want to work with you reach out to you what's the best way for them to get in contact with you yeah so there's many ways you can easily just uh, reach out to me uh, my my business number is 513779. 6444 again 513-779-6444 and it's funny because now nobody calls anybody (laughs) yeah but you can uh, that one you cannot text on that's a landline so i'm just giving you a heads up if you try to text that number you're not going to get it's not going through um and then you can also Facebook me, Twitter, Dawn Weatherwax, D-A-W-N. I always say like the Dawn liquid soap, Weatherwax, like the weather outside and wax your cars. If you can put that all together, like Dawn soap, cleaning your car and the weather outside and waxing it, uh, you can remember me and you can find me. And then info at sn2g.com or info at dawnweatherwax.com. We'll put you all can, those links in the show me. notes. We'll put all yeah. those links in the show notes. But <laughs> I, I appreciate you it. Me, you'll find me. Yeah, right. so. yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been outstanding. Uh, you know, this is the first time we've done nutrition specifically on this podcast. And I think it's, uh, I'm, I wish I would have done it sooner, if anything. So I, I appreciate <laughs> well, it. We can always break it into more parts. As you can tell, we can oh, really yeah. cover up and we can take down hydration and, and, and talk to about it for a whole hour, right? So. Right. For your listeners out there, the biggest thing is, right, understand what you're eating and how many calories you need. Two is limit the freebies, right? 30 grams or less of added sugar a day, 10% less uh, saturated fat a day. Love you to get 30 to 40 grams of fiber a day. Let's hydrate, folks. Half your weight in fluid ounces a day plus 10 to 20 ounces per activity. With a side note, some of you need way more than that and really understand your body composition if you really want that opportunity to play at a collegiate or a higher level. And it's a science. It's not just TikToking and somebody telling you, man, I can put some muscle, just eat eat food or don't eat sugar. You just got to go, okay, <laughs> let's get some real facts out there. Right, and right. Let's do it the right way. Awesome. Thanks so much, Don. Thank you. Have a great day.